today on the podcast, we are joined by another fantastic guest. We have got Lauren with us today from Bluebird Creative. Hello, Lauren. How are you? Hello. I am so good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. Do you want us to jump into the podcast episode by telling us who you are and, and what your business is? Of course. So I am a wedding planner um, and a wedding educator, I guess, as well. So my business is kind of a business of two parts, if that's even a thing. I mean, actually, there's a lot of us that are like multi, <laughs> multi-part people, aren't we, nowadays? But essentially, I run a wedding planning business where I help couples plan their wedding day Um, But the other side of my business is where I help couples that can't afford a wedding planner and I educate them on how to plan their wedding via YouTube, via digital downloads, that kind of thing, as well as um, sort of I'm actually leaping into and I'm sure we'll talk about it later, helping other people that want to become wedding planners and setting up their businesses and that side of things because I love business oh what kind of got you into that industry in the first place oh it's so random (laughs) it's so random Random I feel like a lot of people can will I feel like your audience will relate to this so I was pregnant that's when we all decide to have that life changing, like, okay, I need to change careers. I'm starting a family. I mean, it's it's cliche because we all do it, but it's a massive point in our life, right? Where you're like, this isn't going to work. This current situation isn't going to work. Um, I used to be an ice skating teacher. So the best <laughs> drop in ever. <laughs> so, totally different, completely different. Absolutely no experience in events, wedding planning, None of it. Happy to admit that because I don't think you need it as long as you've got like a certain skill set. But that's what I used to do. So I wasn't employed. I was self-employed, which meant that when I was going to have my baby, I was going to be paid absolute peanuts. And there was that obvious juggle of, right, well, how are we going to afford to live if I'm not really earning anything? Do I kind of go try and go back to work? Childcare costs a fortune in this country, as we all know. There was that whole debate that went through mine and my husband's minds. And how old was I here? So I feel like this has context. I want to say I was around 28, 29, late 20s. And we revisited a conversation that I had had at 21, which was I'm going to set up a wedding planning business at 21. Absolutely no experience. I don't think I'd even gone to a wedding except for having been a bridesmaid as a child. So it was just something that I thought, I I think I'd be really good at this. Just had this feeling in my gut, I'm going to be really good at this. Did a load of market research. I was an ice skating coach at that point as well and parked it because I was like, you're 21. You've never been to a wedding. What are you doing? No, no, park it. So we revisited the conversation when I was pregnant with my daughter and my husband worked in events and had always worked in events as a sound engineer. And he was like, I just think you've got the skills for it. I think you'd be really good good at it. And I was like, I just have this feeling that I would be too. I don't know what what that was. I don't know where that confidence came from. But I just felt I could be good at it. So that's kind of how it started. We just sat having conversations and we decided to set the business up together to begin with. That's no longer the case. It's (laughs) solely me. (laughs) But, you know, you learn. Um, Mainly because I actually wanted to go solely down like sort of the wedding path and that wasn't really lighting my husband up which is fine um so yeah so that's kind of how it began I've definitely gone off on a tangent there 
no fantastic I think like that it's definitely a point for our anyone that's listening to this podcast is all of our people tend to come to us or exactly like me have you have that moment after you've had children where you're like I just don't know how I'm going to be able to negotiate carrying on in a career or just a it doesn't have to be a career you love just a job and I think a lot of people find purpose or want to find a lot more purpose after they have had children if they're going to be going out to work you know it has to work for for you in a way that maybe it didn't before so it's really interesting I think to hear that perspective what was it like working with your uh working with your husband it's interesting (laughs) I would say that it's not our strength um I think he would agree we bickered a lot um, and I think we learned sort of early on that actually this doesn't really work for us. It's not conducive to a happy at home situation. And we decided that he would just carry on doing his freelance sound engineering and I would pursue this the way that I wanted to pursue it and the way that I saw it working around coaching. As um, someone that works with her husband, I salute you on that one. he says it's the only time we get on really well because at home I bicker with him all the time but at work I'm happy to listen to what he says I love that really true I do uh, default to going well there's certain things that you know more about in this space than I do so I'm fine but at home absolutely not it's not gonna be happening amazing he prefers me at work with going into an industry that you had you know, obviously your husband had experience of, but you didn't. What were some of maybe the barriers you were bumping up against in the earlier days, either actual ones in setting up your business or the tricky ones with your mind or mindset that can play havoc with us? Mm. Okay, so I think I would actually say that it was mainly mindset, but at the same time, I I did have this weird confidence that I could just do it. Maybe it was maybe it was because I was young-ish, young-ish, um, and therefore a little bit naive. I think that, that actually that can be a benefit sometimes. It if really you can. The whole thing for what it was, you're a bit like maybe I would never have stepped into it. I think so. Like I think if I was to do something completely out of the blue now, and all the life experience and things, I think I'd be a lot more tentative. Whereas at that age, I was like, oh, sod it. I'm just going to give it a go. I've got absolutely no experience, but here we are. I'm going to just start networking, set up a website. Don't really know what I'm doing there. Thank you, friend. I had a friend that sort of like helped like really basic, got some branding. It was horrible. You know, did all the, made all the mistakes But set up an Instagram account and that really helped me network. And I networked like a crazy lady, like just meeting for coffees and doing loads of things like that in person. And I like to think that one of my strengths is connecting with people. I'm good when I'm with like in people's company. I can make them feel I'm, I'm, I would like to say that I'm sort of down to earth and approachable. And I think that's what helped me build my business in the beginning I didn't know what I was doing, but I just made it up. And I'm very much a a person that's like, jump in with two feet and see how you get on. And you'll learn as you go, because you can just sit on the side and not do anything. And then you're not going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think if you were starting now, post-COVID context, I think a, a lot of the people we work with since COVID, you might be starting up. 
don't approach the going out aspect of networking in the same way as businesses did pre-COVID. So uh, similar to you, like one of the great roads I always made with with the with my other business was actually meeting people and even now I know with with Mubo or coaching consulting anything like that if someone has met me I know that they will trust me and that is key to the work that we do in any of the businesses actually and so if I can get someone on a phone if I can sit in front of someone I know I'm able to explain myself and therefore it does wonders for our business but I now meet a whole host of people, no right or wrong about it, who are really not used to the going out and meeting people element of business and are actually struggling to find ways to grow because it's very online digital focused and they don't know how to kind of have that relationship build with people. Absolutely agree. It's quite a tricky one to to balance I think do you think if you were starting out now you would do similar things in terms of relationship building absolutely I honestly feel like that was the best decision that I made to start my business and I totally agree with you there's so many people that have become so much more insular and I feel like over the last year I became became that person too kind of just thinking oh it's fine you know you can kind of just do zoom calls and stuff like that which is great and even when I'm booking like clients, I I prefer to do a Zoom call than a phone call yeah. or an email because you can still connect, but it's not the same. Um, I actually set up some networking hikes last year oh, nice. just to go and walk. They were totally free for female entrepreneurs just to go and walk and talk for an hour and just connect. And they're so much fun. Yeah, Wedding season, haven't been able to do any because <laughs> none of us have time. But it's been so lovely and it just makes such a difference just to connect with people in person. It's it's I've realized recently it's what I want to be doing more. Yeah. Even I'm in discussions with um I mentioned at the beginning doing some workshops to like some business workshops and wedding planning workshops for professionals, not for, for couples. Mm. And there was this whole like, shall I do a course? Shall I do it online? Shall I do it in person? I want to do it in person. Like there's just a different vibe and energy that you get from being with people. And interestingly, when I did polls about it on Instagram, people wanted in person as well. And I feel like there's maybe it's just there's not enough of it around and you have to almost start it yourself. Yeah. Go out and just go, right, I'm going here. Who wants to meet up? Let's go do coffee or whatever. There's there's not enough of it. No. But it's definitely key to to building connection with people because it's not the same connection when you're just in each other's dms yeah no absolutely absolutely not and as much as you can build those kind of communities in an online space and i'm sure you're the same i've met met many brilliant people that i've worked with or that have become clients and become friends like via platforms like instagram but i think it's taking it from there that is also you know really important 100 percent to those relationships so with your kind of wedding planning business and this the planning aspect I'm quite interested in in terms of organization Mm. so one of the things we talk to people about all the time is how do you get organized enough to manage getting an idea off the ground to continue to run a business to do the things that you probably we all have to do at home and so what are some of the things that were helpful for you when you were getting your idea off the ground and you know your younger young family I imagine as well yeah 
what was important to you then? Well, I'm going to throw an extra additional thing into into that mix as well. Is that I actually this year got diagnosed with ADHD. So that and organisation. <laughs> so, um, so that's fun. I mean, not that that's a new thing because obviously I've had that forever. But it it makes me realise why um, all the plates sometimes are just complete and utter overwhelm. But to answer your question, um, I'm I'm going to cough. Sorry. It's okay. You go for it. Um, to answer your question, I think it's very much been trial and error. But what I've noticed, and actually since having my ADHD diagnosis and then looking back at how do I cope with organisation, because, I mean, being a wedding planner, you'd think that I'm the most organised person going, but actually it's not my strength. My strength is, interestingly, putting systems and processes in place to cope. Yeah. I can only do so much of that. My house is an absolute hip, <laughs> and um, like honestly, that that's the plate that's just sort of like fallen off, crashed and burnt, and is basically just up in flames. And I've just accepted that that's how we live at the moment at this stage in our life because I can't do it all. Um, but I have put little systems and processes in, in place with my business, so that helps me sort of feel like I'm in control. When it comes to sort of like the at-home life, the parenting like mixed in with that, I cannot tell you how out of control I actually am. And people in business go, but you're so organized. Well, I'm glad it looks like that. I'm really glad. But if you see me on the school run, then I am the person that's running in late. You know, I've forgotten the leaflets. I haven't signed this. Like I haven't paid for that school trip. I've got the most amazing group of mum friends. So if you're like me and you're struggling with that plate, get some incredible mum friends like that you meet at the school gates because honestly, they hold me together. I'm like, what have I missed? What What's happening this week? They know what I'm like and they, they've got me covered. Lauren, don't forget, like, we've got to sign the hobble down form. Right, I've got to sign the hobble down form. I'm also lucky that my husband is actually incredible and we're very 50-50 in our house, like so 50-50. He does the morning school run. So I'm actually only running in late on occasion when I have to cover him as such. I say cover him, it's parenting, it's not, you know, covering. <laughs> I do the school pickup. He actually helps a lot around the house. I make sure I'm managing the kids stuff, like their activities, their homeworks. And that really helps with the coping because yeah. we're doing it together and you can't do it all. And I know there's a lot of mums out there that are having to do it all and kudos to you, you are blooming super women and it's amazing I'm so grateful for my network I think that's what it is isn't it just yeah. having the right support around you because it's a lot it is so oh. much but it's really great to hear I think I mean you were literally my twin I have to tell you this now I've never met someone more similar but I always feel really bad coming here as this person and also running the social enterprise that I do when people go so give me all the organizational tips and I kind of look at them and go Mm -mm. not me like no I can I mean I'm very systems and stuff in my business I can be very good with I can build you one out in two seconds yes but actually if you walked into my house you would be horrified <laughs> I mean like how has this woman got her life together and surviving I'm like no it's just not me but the best thing someone ever said to me was about juggling plates I think it was one of my ex oh, bosses was like not all plates are china, Kerry. Like you can have plastic plates. There are some plates that you can drop and they'll be absolutely fine until you pick them back up again. And I was like, 
oh yeah you just got to figure out what are your plastic plates and like cleaning the house is a plastic plate like you can do that at any point no one's gonna you know be horrifically impacted by our slightly messy houses and usually they're not that bad um but i love that i've just got shivers down my arms that's just i think you just changed my life i think it gives us that permission to go this is not everything is the same importance you know and like I was diagnosed really young I was like nine so I've kind of always known but um I think we like it wasn't a talked about thing until Mm. recently like no one you know I never had not that I didn't have a space but I never had a need to mention it no one ever really even questioned it and when I started talking about the fact that I'd had this diagnosis early they were like you really and I'm like oh yeah like I'm classic Amazing. now that there's more space to mention it I'm like oh it feels so comfortable actually to be able to go oh yeah like I totally do this or my head is doing this at the time yeah I've got some great friends now also who will um just acknowledge all of my behaviors they're like are you doing this do you need this I'm like yes yes I do thank you oh I love that yes like a whole whole person but it is you know for a lot of female entrepreneurs particularly if you know they feel like they're not currently managing their existing workload their existing mental load there I often speak to a lot of women who go I couldn't possibly do it because I can't even handle what I've got going on now I'm like no it doesn't need to be that big of a Mm. that big of a deal it is a bigger deal when you're starting something off and going for it but it doesn't have to be pretty cookie cutter perfect in any way shape or form just keep plowing forward with it I suppose is my is my message I would say 100% try just give it a go because you'll only regret it like just just try it and when we're adding to our load I mean you'll even find this in business right like so for example when I first started my YouTube channel that was like am I allowed to swear yep (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh shit <laughs> I thought I'd check you know <laughs> that was that was that's a really big project that is a beast that is an absolute machine and I had to add that to my weekly workload and that really was an old shit moment because suddenly I'm having to find 15 hours a week which now it's not quite as much as that because I'm quicker but you know we added it it felt like a lot to start with it got less because I got better etc etc then when I added my podcast in later down the line we had that oh shit we've got loads of extra work but you you learn to cope and as long as you're breaking it down into steps you don't have to do everything all at once so it doesn't have to be as overwhelming as it seems like when you're starting out yeah and I think even if you don't have the ADHD hyper-focused brain (laughs) Passion will get you through a lot of the early stage stuff. Like if you're doing something you're super interested in, you're not as tired when you're doing it. You will find time, you know, in an evening where maybe you wouldn't normally work. Like I always think like I, I've just found a way because I've loved it. There are parts of it I don't love. But, <laughs> but if you stick with the things that you're really, you know, that that is the bit that will like carry you through the the thinking you've got no time or the the more difficult moments of it because there are some shitty moments but the the rest of it outweighs I think I couldn't agree more I think passion is the absolute key to all of it you know have an idea absolutely have the balls to go for it but be passionate because like you say that will absolutely carry you through the ups the downs that it's hard or whatever and you're really passionate about it that's that's the absolute secret 
that's the goal so talk to me about the kind of helping other professionals or actually the the kind of helping your clients plan without you side of the business what Mm -hmm kind of led you to add that in obviously genius move to what can I give to the people who can't buy my one-on-one services so (laughs) what made you um, run in that direction interestingly um, I was it's when I had my second child (laughs) new idea second child ADHD (laughs) oh hello I've got a new idea right let's try this what am I doing today Um, but basically I ended up leaving coaching when I was pregnant with my second child um, actually walked out because I was being treated extremely badly as a pregnant lady Um, and they were trying to put I'll just give you a bit of backstory they were trying to put my rent up um, at the ice rink because I couldn't get on the ice because I had SPD and I was pregnant so I mean I'll just leave that there terrible so I walked out um, at which point I wasn't really ready to to fully go in with Bluebird um, and then I wasn't having the easiest of pregnancies. And then I had Archer. So I had a two and a half year old and a baby. and was like, well, I can't really take on any clients because I have no idea when this baby is actually sleeping because he was a pain in the bottom, bless him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was at home for quite a long time, which doesn't, I found really tricky. Definitely had postnatal anxiety, 100% lost myself. I'm a worker. I just love working. I love being a mum as well, but I need that bit of me. So I was like, what can I do? That and the fact that obviously having been a coach, been a teacher for 12 years, I'm super passionate about helping people. I love teaching people. That was, I just loved that in my coaching. And I couldn't take on these one-to-one clients. And I also, you know, just got thinking. I had a lot of time to do thinking. And I was like, well, I was one of these brides. I couldn't afford a wedding planner. You know, it's it's still seen as a, as a luxury how can I help these people, you know, and on all the baby walks and all of that, I was listening to podcasts and everything. And I was like, I'm going to set up a YouTube channel. I'm going to set up a YouTube channel and I'm going to set up a Facebook group. And I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to, I'm going to put out videos and I'm going to help people plan their own wedding because right now I can't take on these one-to-one clients. And also this will be the top of my funnel and it might pull people in. They'll find me and it's going to pull people in to my services maybe for coordination and YouTube earns you money you know I wasn't naive I wasn't going and going I'm just going to start making videos like, yeah. I was like I know that if I'm dedicated and I and I really focus in I can turn that into a like a semi I said I'm going to say semi-passive income YouTube is not passive it's yeah. a lot of work <laughs> um so that's what I did I literally every single week for 13 months was like bang bang video 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 helping people plan their weddings and built a lovely audience and at 13 months my channel was monetized so it started bringing in an income and that has kind of led into then how can I help these people more and also how can I make this a business because I'll I'll come back to that um so I started doing digital downloads Because these brides and grooms that are watching the videos then just needed a little bit more help. So I created things that were just going to make their life that little bit easier. And honestly, it is the nicest community of people. And seeing purchases come in from France, from America, like loads of America, like from Iceland, like all over the world. And the comments on the videos, like how it's really helped them and in the Facebook group, it's just the loveliest community. And it honestly, genuinely lights me up. 
It's amazing. But also, it just, if that side of the business can work quite nicely, then I don't have to be out doing weddings every single weekend. This is kind of the goal. This is the dream. Because my babies are six and four. And, you know, working every weekend isn't conducive to spending time with them. So I need them both. I need those two sides of my business, really. Also, I think, you know, need them for you. But there's that definite need in seeing your customer in a more in a very holistic manner and being like, you know, you can't serve everyone in a direct mm. one-to-one relation to business. You know, there's just not the time. And that, I suppose, also helps you as much as people go, oh, well, you know, what do you do out of wedding season? And I'm like, there isn't a wedding season anymore. Like, it's all year pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that busy season does give you that also pick up for the slightly more quieter months maybe where things are ticking over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my goal actually is to really sort of elevate that side of the business. So it's almost like the bread and butter. So that I don't have to take as many weddings. I mean, I've got a team, which is amazing. That's also been part of the goal so that I can slowly pull away and manage the business and oversee the business and the team because I'm a mum, because Mm. I've got kids. That's that I'm like putting in a few years of really hard graft to try and get to that point where I can take August off. Yeah. That would be nice. Oh my God, take August off. You know, I mean, is that not the dream? It's like, the dream. I tried, I tried to cut down this year. I was like, right, I'm only going to take on four. And I seem to somehow have six weddings in August. I'm like, what did you do? School, Why? summer holidays. I'm like, I fed I fe- into it. Although th- this was our plan with, with the wedding business. And that when Fred went to school, we'd have four hard years at getting the, no, we hadn't, we'd had five hard years at getting the wedding business to a certain state. And I'd said to James, you know, we were really busy, but I was like, I, you need to have me less. He was like, how? How are we going to have you less? I'm like, it's going to be Fred's main holiday from school. I cannot be out every weekend, you mm. know, hours, long, long hours. He's very used to being in a field at someone's wedding continuously, um, which he kind of loves. But I think he loves it even more now that he doesn't have to do it every week. Um, But you kind of in that, you know, industry, you do have to have a plan, I think, of how you're going to manage if you have children, just because, you know, your your week is inherently working when they are at home. Yeah, I sat sat down actually like at the beginning of this week and started working out the summer holiday like childcare versus work plan. And, oh, it's just horrible. Just that mum guilt that's just sat there whilst you're writing out your diary. Just It just parks itself next to you like, hello. <laughs> you know, it's just horrible. But also that kind of like, I've got shitloads of work to do and how am I going to manage this yeah. without turning into a lunatic like or just completely burning out like it's really tough and again I think it comes down to support and those people around you that are just amazing yeah pulling out of the bag oh love well well done you and hopefully August will be kind to you (laughs) I'll cross my fingers there's always next year we'll be in a different place and I'll just give you two questions two two Christians two questions (laughs) before um we wrap up our chat today um and what is about that team element so this is something I get asked all the time what is it what is it like I think a lot of people see the you know bringing on bringing people into your business as like this holy grail pivotal moment where you're going to be able to do less in your business but actually 
the realistic side of bringing on a team is that what I loved about what you've you've said a couple of times through this is really realistic timelines. You know, working at YouTube for for over a year, week in, week out, in order to get it to turn. Thinking of things over two year, you know, two year gaps, bringing on people and having long term goals. I think mm-hmm. for people, particularly in the messaging we're sold in building businesses, particularly with online businesses, is quick quick return what can you launch now and, and and bring around and it's just I don't know what it is about my businesses but in my businesses that's not the been the case mm. and I have two very brilliant very thriving businesses but you have to look at them differently and bringing a team on is is a lot of work and it, it's not something that you do you know in one decision one month it takes a long time to get that in and it takes a long time to build the relationships enough in order for you to be able to step back so what's been your experience in you know working with other people and allowing them to hold your baby <laughs> mm, it's definitely been an experience for sure I would say it has been the hardest part of building a business without a doubt finding people that actually want to work hard for you I don't know where those people are hiding at the moment I mean I've got a couple of like lovely girls in my business now but I have made so many mistakes I just want to be frank and honest you know it's not all like you just find that person and here we go like and it's great like I've had people come on I've had to let people go because it hasn't worked out unfortunately because people I mean the biggest lesson I've learned actually is that nobody is going to be as passionate about your business as you are and unfortunately I've learned that the hard way several times but that's life and I now understand that but it has been tricky finding people especially when you've not come from any form of corporate background so even doing interviews and stuff like I'd never had to do that before and knowing how to pick people with the right traits and the right skill set that's been such a learning curve over the last few years. I think I'm in my third year now of having sort of like people working for me. All my team are freelance, all of them. That's what works best for me. I have freelancers that come and work on weddings with me. I also have a freelance marketing manager. And then I have a freelancer, Coco. I will give her a shout out. She is amazing. She started off as my VA in COVID, which was an interesting time to do your first ever hire. I I mean, I think I was bananas, but it's worked. Um, She is still my VA, but she is now also a lead coordinator um, and goes out as of this year, goes out and does her own weddings for us. So when our clients are booking in for coordinations, they get to either choose the team or me. Mm -hmm. If they book the team, then when their contract starts at six weeks out, it's her client and I have no involvement unless she's got any questions or anything that she wants to run past me. And that has been a really big deal. Like for me to sort of go, these are yours. It's my reputation, but these are yours. Um, But it's okay because we didn't do it immediately. We've done it over time. We've built the trust. I trust her and it's been fantastic. So it's one of those things. I think when you find the right people, you really want to hold on to them, but finding them is hard. And there's so many things, and I won't like bore everybody with it all, but there, there's so many things that you're learning when you start taking people on and, and growing that team. And suddenly you also have these huge overheads and the stress every single month of, I have to make sure that I can pay my team. Yeah. You know, it's not just, oh, yay, all this money that's come in. And <laughs> absolutely not. Like you have to make sure that you're covering them first because it's their livelihood they're relying on that and oh my god the stress with that especially when you're not in peak season yeah 
um yeah it's a lot it's a it's a lot but also I don't think you can allow yourself the flexibility as a parent without having those people yes yeah. so it's like yeah yeah absolutely brilliant at the end of every podcast we um do a question that someone has submitted your question today is interesting one because i've only just looked at it um what are some ways that you celebrate achievements and milestones in your business while also setting time aside for your family oh um how do I celebrate my achievements do you celebrate your achievements Here's always, always. <laughs> I think we should celebrate I'm honestly a true believer and we should be celebrating every achievement big or small typically my celebration comes with a glass of wine I won't lie nice. you know on a Friday I'll be like right Simon we have done this <laughs> or you know I had a really good month a little while ago and I was like that is the best month we've ever had I've earned like bought in the most income ever this month but usually it does it is usually just a glass of wine and a we talk about it and we celebrate it because time yeah (laughs) I mean I I can't go and book something like exciting or whatever last year in December I did like a Christmas party with the team to celebrate the fact that we had like a really good year and that had actually been a goal of mine was to take my team out for a Christmas do yeah that was a goal and and when I did it I was like yes I was celebrating just the fact that I did that um and then what was the second part of that question and how do I fit in alongside your family I suppose maybe that this person is thinking about doing things away like taking yourself away and that would be a reward you know that's lovely I'd love to do that um yeah no typically when I'm celebrating with my glass of wine they're in bed so that's how I do that (laughs) that is the best but I think acknowledging it is the way forward so many people don't acknowledge and actually this is naturally me I'm like an on to the next person so I'll have Mm -hmm. a big goal and it'll be you know we're going to go and do this and I can break it down and I've got everyone on board with what that's going to be. And then we hit it and I'm like, right, what's our next thing? <laughs> like, oh, we've only just got the, we've only just got this thing. I'm like, well, you're, but you're chomping at the bit. Yeah, so, I'm me, with you. I'm with you. It has been just recognising, even if it's just part of a conversation, particularly if you're working with other people as well, mm. is acknowledging that the, like the marker has been hit, the thing has happened. And sometimes it doesn't have to be, a weekend in Ibiza as much as I would wish oh yes that would be all epic, the time right? or going to a spa it can just be you know celebrating yourself enough to talk about it to other people or you know mention Share it, it on socials yeah shout think, about it yeah I think it's good to do that like and I and 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 not to worry that it sounds like you're gloating or that you're showing off I think we should all be cheering on each other as business owners so I think you know throw it out I think it's great to celebrate each other's wins as well absolutely absolutely great answer thank you <laughs> well it's been fabulous chatting to you today I think I could chat to you for seven hours we'll have to get you back <laughs> no it's been lush thank you very much I will make sure all of your details are shared in our show notes which go out on our website and thank you for joining us today thank you for having me absolute pleasure it's been lush <laughs>